And are you inquiring of the Lord on every little small decision? Like, t talk to me about that. Okay. I'm actually trying to draw something out here, right? Because I know that that is a mistake that so many early kingdom entrepreneurs make. Well, hey guys, and welcome back to the Kingdom Business Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest. Uh, he is a practitioner of everything that we're trying to get across here. He is a real marketplace general, but he's a radical believer in the marketplace, creating change and doing it at a great scale. So uh, Chuck, it's so good to have you with us on the podcast. Why don't you tell our audience who is Chuck McCallum? Love to do that, Wes. I am a uh, CEO of an engineering company in California. It's called Kieran Wright Civil Engineers. And we're, we're a, a company that scaled significantly over the last 10 years. Uh, and I, I consider that the reason for that is, is the kingdom and what I carry inside. So Chuck McCallum is a believer who lives his life in Christ in kind of overt and covert ways in the, in the marketplace. And I'm also a pastor. I grew up in the Vineyard Christian Fellowship. I had an encounter with uh, a, a man named Lonnie Frisbee when I was 19 years old. Some of you may have heard, seen the new movie, The Jesus Revolution, where I was one of those. I, I was after that movie, but I was involved with the Vineyard Christian Fellowship um, and John Wimber, who also had a great impact on my life. And so Chuck McCallum was a young man who, who, who went to school to be an engineer, couldn't decide between being a businessman or a church planner. So I just did both. So I've, I planted churches and I've also run businesses and I maximized a business here in California that has grown significantly and changed the culture over the last 20 years. That's fantastic. All right. So the company, Kieran Wright, why don't you take us through what happened? I know uh, started in uh, was 1972, I think from my research, uh, you joined yes. in 2000. Um, and 11. So how did how did you get started in that business? And, and how's it sitting today? Yes, I've actually been a little bit longer, but I've been uh, a partner in it, for, you know, uh, since, you know, over the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, I got involved in Kieran Wright um, by moving up here to plant a church. So I actually came up here as part of the vineyard. And uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Michael Brazier, who I who I think may know you, also uh, planted church as well. So I came to plant a church, and I was, but I was a civil engineer as well as uh, a pastor trained through the Vineyard Christian Fellowship. So I moved to the Bay Area in 1987 to help with church ministry, and my focus for the first seven years that I was here was all in church ministry. I I. Uh, started small groups. I helped grow a church to about 800 people and was very significant in that ministry in a vineyard that was planted here in Redwood City in Palo Alto. During that time, I got I got a job at Kieran Wright and uh, ended up leaving Kieran Wright in order to become a full-time pastor. And then around 1994, 1995, uh, uh, there was a transition in my life and a transition in the vineyard that caused me to go back into business where uh, 
there basically the church got smaller a lot of people moved out of california our church got a lot smaller our senior pastor wasn't as happy with what was occurring in the church and i was the most employable person so i ended up going into business full-time in 1994 and that's when i became part of karen wright as a young engineer and so I, I came in as a Christian believer into a construction industry in California where everybody swore it was a really difficult situation. And God started to speak to me and he started teaching me what it meant to be a son in a secular environment. And he started talking to me about myself and he, talk, he started talking to me about the impact I could make. So over time, I started becoming very successful because of the values I carried in my faith. Um, I've always, uh, collaboration, problem solving, responsiveness, are, are brandy, but those were things that were in me that were really significant and my, and my faith. And so 2000, it was actually 2006 that I became a partner at Karen Wright. And after I bought into the company and took about five years to buy it, in 2011, I started um, managing the engineering side of the company. In 2018, I became the CEO at Kieran Wright, where we've grown from 70 people, $8 million revenue, to 230 people, $60 million revenue. And what excites me about that is the growth has come because of the culture changes that we made at Kieran Wright. Mm -hmm. Kieran Wright has been, it is probably one of the preferred firms throughout all California. We have eight offices all over California. And uh, people actually come to Kieran Wright because of its culture. We were just voted one of the best places to work in the entire San Francisco Bay Area. I mean, that's fruit, right, of everything that you're trying to build. Yeah. So that's, that, that's yeah. incredibly encouraging. Hey, I wanted to jump in here during the podcast and let you know about Greenhouse Media. It's one of the service offerings inside the Business Greenhouse suite of services. And it's essentially, we're a full service digital marketing agency. And there's a lot of agencies out there, but there's a couple of things that make us unique. The first thing is, is that I'm only interested in business results. I'm not out there trying to get people more comments, more likes, more shares. I just wanna drive people results that matter. Good quality phone calls, good quality lead forms, ultimately the lead generator that helps you scale your business. The second thing that makes us unique is we're a collaborative team under one roof. So whereas in years gone by, you might have one provider for your website, one provider for SEO, one provider for Google, and then if things don't work, they all point the finger, we are all accountable and collaborative to make sure that we together work on achieving the outcomes you want. So we've got hundreds of clients and thousands of campaigns running across Australia and beyond, uh, and Jamie heads up as head of strategy that side of the business. Jamie, why don't you tell us some of the results that we've had with our clients recently? Yeah, we've taken hundreds of businesses across different industries um, through our process. Um, some standouts for me over the last 12 months, we took a plumbing company um, from one location to four locations across three states, um, all through website built by our team, Google Ads and Facebook Ads. Um, we scaled an e-commerce business, we doubled their revenue in the last 12 months and they had their best year yet. Um, we took a mechanic in Sydney from you know, very few leads to over 350 phone calls um, per month um, over six months. Um, we also work with smaller budgets. So we took a, a small carpenter in Sydney 
um, with only $500 a month and got them a $20,000 job in their first month of ads. So um, a lot of good results, but they're the standouts for me in the last 12 months. Some great stories. You know, ultimately we're marketers. We're not people that just put ads together. There's plenty of those, but we think like marketers to drive actual results. If I've piqued your interest, then click on the link below, head over to our page, uh, and there you'll find a diary. You can book a time that suits you, and Jamie and I will jump on a call with you and ascertain what are the business results you need and can we get them for you. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Um, my, here's where my mind went to during that. It's like, cool. So around the early stages of you buying in as partner, you then go through the global financial crisis, right? So you're in there trying to be a minister in the marketplace and you're in construction in the US and, and the GFC comes. Take us through that. Like give us a couple of keys around that period of time because I'm that would have been testing, I would think, to live out the, the call of trying to be a minister in a secular world. Yeah, 2008, the economy fell apart. Um, I lost every one of my clients. They all went bankrupt. Lehman was the loan, uh, the bank that was giving money to most of my clients. And I came back, I was on a vacation with my wife in Scotland of all places. And I came back and all my clients went bankrupt. And I owed the company probably a million and a half dollars because it was buying into the partnership. And I was driving down the freeway one day and the Holy Spirit speaks to me. I'm, I'm driving down the, the freeway and I hear the voice of God and said, what are you worried about? And, and all of a sudden I, in my own mind, in, in my own mind, I saw buildings coming up on the 580 freeway here in San Francisco, all the way out to Tracy, California, which is the Central Valley. And I had this peace that everything was going to be fine. So I go to work. I have these employees that I'm working with. And I have the peace of God that everything's going to happen. Right around that time, I got a project with a church that no one wanted me to work with. Um, it was in Livermore, California. It was a small project. And sometimes um, on the business side, people were concerned of working with churches because they weren't sure they could pay their money or do as well. I've, I, I wanted to go and bless the church, work with the church. This church, short story, it was Crosswinds Church here in California. This small project ended up becoming a $360 million infrastructure project that saw us through the downturn of the economy and was able to keep 90 of our employees going during that 2010-2011 uh, time, which was incredible. So my vision started happening, and we actually brought cities together. We brought clients together, um, lawyers, uh, land developers, Simon, which is one of the biggest retail developers in the country. And I realized that God had put me in a place, like a Joseph, to provide resources for people during the downturn. I love it. So you saw an open vision or a vision, whatever you, however you yeah, would work. Yes. Did the, did the church project get you through until you started doing the work in the vision or was the church part of the vision? Like, was that on that highway, the church, or was that the work that got you through until you had the work that was lining the highway? It got me through as because I was I was serving the Lord to do this project, 
but I also came up with alternatives for them to be able to sell their property and make some money. So they moved their project from one location on the, this piece of property they own. They had all this property and they moved it to another location. They sold it to Simon. And because they were able to make that sell, they were able to build their project completely without <laughs> through through selling the property because no one there was no uh, infrastructure for this property no utilities no freeway interchange nothing was there so we I always say this I help other people's dreams come true so I was helping while helping their them and their dream God provided for my dream and for the, my employees at Kieran Wright. Mm. Because one of the things that I get, I, I, I really want to kind of explore and go deep in is like you get a vision, but sometimes you have to wait for it to come to pass, right? And yeah. and that's a real test for some people because you get excited, right? You get a vision, you're driving down the highway, you get excited. And then, and then what about tomorrow morning or what about three months later or what about two years later? And, uh, and, and you obviously had to hang on to that right you know and, and and kind of let it sit in your heart so that it it wasn't just a nice moment um but uh but yeah i think that's that's a that's a real challenge is uh is is waiting years to see something come to pass yes and and they're like for me the the success in business took many years because remember this is 2012 i had been working in the business for quite a while not knowing why i've been placed in that location mm -hmm. And sometimes God, I had I had, had a word as a young man from Bob Jones that said, God's going to move you and you're going to make money. Wow. And I, I ended up getting moved into business and working in a construction related field that was a tough place. I started carrying the character of God into that environment. And all of a sudden, people started looking to me as their resource in the middle of this. When it comes to waiting, I think perseverance is really important. And I, what I call prax, Proverbs and Acts. You, as business people, we need the wisdom of Proverbs to walk into situations. And we need the power of Acts, so visions and encounters. And when we can bring those two together in a way that's supernaturally natural, people, yeah. we start having impact on on people's lives and i've started to see that happen yeah. um uh, i mean i could share an example one of the examples that happened a, a few years after this in 2015 was uh when we got facebook as a client and this was like crazy what happened but i was in a conference room and we had started growing as a result of this church project and our, our business was growing and raising up and there were a couple other projects that were, were happening. And I walked into the conference room with unbelievers. Some of our staff are believers, some are not, but I erased off clients off our board because they weren't pretty, those particular clients were creating so much stress over people's lives and they were worried about them. And that, that didn't mean I didn't value them, but it, but it meant that I was looking for something bigger and, and greater impact. So I wrote on the board Facebook and I didn't know anybody at Facebook. And I said, we need to be ready when Facebook comes in the door because they could come in the door any day. I just made that declaration. This is the crazy thing. 
I went to my voicemail and I knew nobody at Facebook, no one that I knew of. And this guy, Gabe Patti, calls me on the phone and says, hey, Chuck, we'd like you to work on the Facebook project. We heard about you and we'd like to give you that project. So we ended up working on MPK 21 in Menlo Park, which was the headquarters for Mark Zuckerberg, which we ended up working with Geary Architects, which is one of the top architects in the world. And we, uh, a great opportunity. And to me, that was supernatural. Like I was learning to walk as a son. All those years where I had been learning to listen to the Holy Spirit and walk as a son, now, because I had learned that, I was starting to walk in authority in my sphere of influence in the marketplace because I had learned how to carry sonship into a business setting. That's awesome. That's a cool story, hey? And um, that probably leads to other business and other relationships that you never could have engineered uh, in your own strength. There's a lot yeah. of wisdom in that. Now, speaking of wisdom, you have a book uh, called Kingdom Catalyst. And so we'll hook that up. Um, I know that's available on Amazon, so we'll we'll put up a big link for that so that people can go grab it and and find out a little bit more. Um, uh, I dug into the book; it's it's got some cool stuff. So, um, so Kieran Wright is is on the surface through my research, nothing to say that it is a faith based business, right? Which is cool because um, because we don't have to brand everything, right? And but but you have decided to give people an expression of heaven, you know, as the as as a leader in the company. I think you're president at this stage. Yes. Um, you you can clear that up. But um, so 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 how I want I want to get some practical keys for our listeners. How can somebody running a sixty million dollar business with a two hundred and thirty person headcount? How can you bring heaven to earth practically in a business like that, both to your team and your suppliers and your customers and your community? How do you do that? Uh, there's many different ways. Um, how you treat your employees, how you do your finances. Um, one of the things that we've done at Kieran Wright is we pay over 10%. Um, for, we put that in the profit sharing for people. We pay medical care for the entire family. Most businesses don't do that. Um, we have, we have stepped out in, um, I mean, I, I, have, I have helped many individuals succeed by mentoring them in, 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 in powerful ways. Uh, one of the things that I did was I brought a business coach in uh, who's kingdom coach. Uh, and I, I called him the pastor <laughs> of my partners. And he started um, coaching my partners on a lot of things in their lives, how to communicate, he healthy communication, all of them, Christian values, using, Secular words to communicate Christian values. And the funny thing is people started asking me about Christ as a result of changing the values in the company because they started finding out what it felt like to live in an atmosphere that carried the kingdom of heaven. And so for me, I was excited to, I'm excited to work in a company that is not purely Christian. That like, mm. this is my world. I, 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 I love working with, we get to work with a lot of um, mayors and government agencies, and they like to come. For, for example, one time I had, a, I have a client, Prologis, who's a, a logistics partner, 
And one day I was experiencing the joy of the Lord. Some young Bethel students came over and prayed for me and I experienced joy. And I walked into the room as a businessman and I'm feeling joy and I have a smile on my face and I'm laughing a little bit into the room and I walk into the room and all of a sudden I had the city of Tracy there. I had this, I had prologists there, I had attorneys, architects, and all of a sudden they started experiencing joy in the room because Chuck was experiencing joy. And they yeah. looked at me and they said, Chuck, Chuck, what, first of all, they looked around and said, why are we all so happy? Why are we all laughing? They could feel the palatable presence of something different in the room. And they decided to meet in my conference room, right? Because I'm carrying that atmosphere. That atmosphere is then infiltrating the place that we're in. And as a result, um, they, they looked at me and they said, Chuck, it's Chuck. It's Chuck why we're experiencing this joy. And uh, why are we experiencing this joy, Chuck? It was like a, a book of Acts. And what I said, you wouldn't understand if I told you, but doesn't it feel good? And they said, yes. And they kept coming back to my conference room. And because the, the party started getting together, it was a big negotiation. They agreed on something that saved my developer, my client, seriously, $150 million dollars. Because they were building this large project in Tracy, which was along the freeway, similar to my vision. This came, you know, uh, three or four years after this. Um, they they're, they're, they saved $150 million because they could negotiate and get along. And so when you bring the kingdom of God into any atmosphere, people start noticing that you're different and they start asking you questions. So I believe that's what I do at Karen Wright. I've seen people come to know the Lord. I've actually prayed for people, um, gotten words of knowledge. I don't know if your audience has experienced that, but and 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 I pray for the sick, but they've also just experienced love and encouragement. Uh, and and so I'm the only, I am their church in a sense. Yeah. I am yeah. I am their village. I am their impact because people are not going to go to church nowadays. So they get to impact. What are they going to walk into the room and experience? And now my employees are actually hiring believers, mm -hmm. not knowing they're believers because they like the values that they carry. Yeah, and and let's get practical. Like you save a client 150 million, and you it, it probably doesn't matter what you say to them, they'll listen, right? Like <laughs> you know, like yeah. I remember David solved all of the king's problems, headaches, and that before he ever opened his mouth about who he was, right, and what he believed, and. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's there's a real key there to just go and solve problems for people. And 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 we don't know what we don't know what next week and next month holds for you. There could be that one of these guys in in, in the council or whatever or in the in the in the company hits rock bottom and thinks, oh, I've got to go speak to Chuck for some reason. You know, like, you know, it's a it's a it's a timeline of events that that never stops. You know, the, the, the day you go to glory will be the day it stops. And so. You know, this it's all just activity that leads towards pointing people to heaven. And uh yeah, you yeah. know, it's 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 a wonderful thing. Um, so I, I think because of the size of you know business that you've built and the time that you've been involved, you know, I spend my time with businesses that are typically a, a bit earlier stage than you, right? You know, like literally from startup through to 
you know, probably yeah. 50, 50 million would be the where I actually invest my time. We would have listeners of businesses that yeah. are all over the place, but where I invest my time. Common theme, a lot of people kind of think through is the tension between how much is my bit and how much is God's bit? I think that's a that's a common, I mean, I had to wrestle with it when I was younger. Um, and I heard you address this in a like a in quite a unique way around the collaboration about, you know, he he gave us gifts and talents. And so I just want you to unpack that. Like, like how do you see that dynamic, you know, playing out best between I'm gifted, but I don't want to do it on my own strength. God's amazing, but I don't want to abdicate. How do you walk that line? Yeah, I, 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 there, there's the four A's for me of wealth, and that's not just money. So you have assets. They come from the Lord. You have access, which is listening to him. You have atmosphere that you carry as a son or daughter, and you have abilities. And those four A's are what I rely on God. I, I, I realize that when I, and I, when I fail at this, this is usually when I go in the wrong direction, is when I sit and listen to him and I take a moment and say, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, however I'm talking to God that day, I'll say, show me what you're doing. Show me what you're up to. And as soon as I do, heaven opens. And um, at the same time, I'm a, I'm a engineer, so I'm a brainstormer. I'm... Th- I do mental gymnastics, somebody prophesied over me once, because that's that's how I think. And I, I realize that God is teaming with me. He's accepted me the way I am, and he can utilize my talents the way they need to be done. So I, there are things like for me, because of my strengths and abilities, I realize they come from God, but I, those are my easies. Like I'm good at math. I'm an engineer. So I, I can figure things out. And I'm a I'm a connector, so I I get I I see a lot of things that way, but God really helps me with the hard stuff. And usually He sends people, He sends um, He sends opportunities where if I'm listening to it, and a lot of times He speaks through my wife, but He gives me guidance, and so I'm dependent on Him and asking Him, and so you know my goal is to be a level five leader, like the book talks about where I carry humility and I can come behind the scene and help whoever I'm working with succeed at what they do. So I think listening is a key. Humility is a key. Um, mustard seed, I, I have this thing called mustard seed faith. I feel like the mustard seed is the little thing that God gives you that you don't realize can move a mountain. And I believe that many people need to recognize through their relationship with God, what their mustard seed is, and they'll start moving some mountains. Um, nice. They, yeah. And are you inquiring of the Lord on every little small decision? Like, no, see that, that, that's, that's it. <laughs> Talk to me about that I because that, I, I'm, I'm actually trying to draw something out here. Right. So it's like, because I know that that is a mistake that so many early kingdom entrepreneurs make is that they feel no. especially especially those that would have more of a prophetic edge in their church life you know they're yeah. feeling like you know like what color you know the tie that i wear today should be driven by the lord and by the way that's fine like if the lord's taking you on a journey to listen to that finer detail wonderful 
But like for everything to be like, you know, what shade of blue on my business card? Should I hire this person? Do I need a new chair for my office? There are people that are caught up. So then they spend four weeks making that decision instead of just building a business. So, and then of course we don't want to run ahead of the Lord. So, um, you know. Well, that's like, that's like going into a football game or a sporting event and trying to play the game, asking God every little question, right? You're, 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 if, if you realize you're in touch with him all the time, he may say, go to the right, go to the left, and you may hear certain things as you're doing it, but you know how to play football. You, that's your skill set. That, that's what you've learned. You also have a team that you're working with that you know you've got people to help you. And so he'll put people in your life that carry favor. I think it's really important as a business person. I learn from other people. So I'm constantly trying to... If if I have an employee or I have a leader that can help guide me and they they carry peace and I see that it, it's going a direction that I'm comfortable with, sometimes I will let them lead. So my my whole goal is to mentor. I, I don't have to control everything, nor and and I believe that God actually He put two trees in the garden for a reason. He wants you to make a good decision but he's into giving us freedom to make choices. And he, he called us to rule the world or to guide the world, but we need to do so um, in the proper identity as a son or daughter in Christ that has been redeemed. So for me, I focus more on my character, listening to God, being open to hear him. And I don't ask him what I do every day. I, I do say... What are the two or three things I should focus on each day? I, I write them down. And if I get those three things done, I feel like I've achieved something for the day because I usually have a list of 50. <laughs> so like, as I listen to that, I'm like, that's where a lot of your joy would come from because there's this anxiousness that you're just not choosing to carry, right? There's yeah. just this, there's an element of freedom to your walk that allows you to be a lot more present with joy, which is super clever, really. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, I don't, I, I can't punish myself for a mistake if I'm, I'm not listening to God exactly. Because I've, I've found that God, God is so into his kids that I may make a mistake. He helps me. Like, mm. He could bring you into my life at the right time or somebody else into my life at the right time that can give me the counsel and the wisdom that I need during mm. that part. So why worry and be anxious about everything you're doing? Mm. I felt like Jesus says we're supposed to enter into rest. Mm. And I think when we can successfully work hard, but carry rest, because to me, rest is not about working. It's, it's about having peace and the ability to trust God with how he's created you. Um, so you do make decisions. So sometimes it's very obvious, but sometimes it's it's more like you trust how God has created you to make good decisions. I love it. All right. So like I said before, there's a, there's a bunch of different stages of business that would be listening to this. And, um, you know, there could be somebody right now who's listening to this you know, either either next week after we recorded or or you know, six months down the line, six years. And uh, you know, they're running on a treadmill or they're mowing the lawn or they're going for a drive and and they are challenged right now. They're questioning it all. It's it's tough. 
you know, a lot of the business is not making sense. What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say, um, first of all, don't make any hasty decisions right away. Um, a lot of times when things start going well, you want to change direction and it doesn't mean you're going in the wrong direction. So you need you need to you need to pause and evaluate and get good counselors around you um, and figure out if you if if you're if you're still passionate about where you're going. But I also think be slow to make that decision. Um, pause for a second and think about it and get input from from multiple counselors, including the Holy Spirit, including those around you that you trust and build build healthy relationships. And then then evaluate why is it failing? Why are things going wrong? You know, um, I, I had a business coach where you say it, the the acronym he had was GOAL, G-O-A-L. You set a goal and you you um, you look at obstacles you the the first the first thing you do is you uh you you uh you you your obstacles are actually are opportunities you you opportunities for you to move into the next place and they actually help you create the action steps for where you go so g is stands for goal o stands for obstacles a stands for the action steps that you need to take, and then you you move into your 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 then you look at your long term goals of 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 where you want to go, and I feel like so many people um, give up too quickly. So I would say, find people around you who um, actually um, are counselors around you that can help guide you so that you can be grounded, but don't necessarily change your direction right away. Yeah, that's uh, that's such good wisdom. And you nailed it. Like people give up too quickly. That's the world that we live in today. Like no one wants long suffering anymore, right? But, you know, like you, you've been you've been decades of, of doing the same thing for it to kind of figure out. And, um, you know, approaching my the end of my second decade too in business. And it's it just takes a long time. <laughs> no, it does. It you know, does. Like it is, you know, we get the few anomalies that can build a massive business in 15 years. And then we think that's normal. And uh, it's the 1% of the 1%, right? You know, the rest, the rest, it takes decades to build anything great. And so. Um, Reformation up, takes 20 to 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I really appreciate all of that. There's a lot of wisdom in there. You know, that's come from a, a solid season of being a, a kingdom entrepreneur. And, uh, and so we really appreciate that and um, really appreciate you giving us your time. Uh, you know, I know you've got 400 things to do. You said you've got 50 things on your list today. So uh -huh. uh, giving us this time and investing into our audiences, it means the world to me. So I thank you so much for that. You're welcome. So guys, uh, as we do at the end of every podcast, we, I want I want to, I want the feedback loop, right? You know, what did Chuck say that really resonated with you? You know, there'd be a whole bunch of things, but what was the one thing that kind of leaped for you? Uh, I want you to take that and put it in the comments for me so that I can see. I want the feedback loop of, of you know, of what it was that landed in your world. And remember, you know, you've got to, if you're going to listen to this podcast, there's got to be some actionable steps at the end. Uh, otherwise it's just another 
40 minutes or whatever that you've built of your life. There's got to be something tangible from this. So make sure that you take some of Chuck's wisdom and apply it to your life. That way you'll be closer to where you want to be. Chuck, really appreciate you. Thanks, mate. Thank you. I'm glad I was here.